Are you an ambitious, driven entrepreneur starting to feel overwhelmed, maybe a little trapped by your business? Well, I have a solution for you. It is the five-day bottleneck to breakthrough challenge, where in an hour a day, we will give you the roadmap, the blueprint, the treasure map to where you can find yourself with more free time, more freedom of money, and a more valuable business. Hope to see you soon www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com. We have been talking a lot about breaking out of business prison. You know, when we have built our business around ourselves and then one day we look up and realize that we're kind of trapped inside our own business. And what are some concrete actions that you can take? So I've put together a list. They are not meant for everybody. Like some will work for you, some might not work for you. So it's one of those things that I encourage you to take a look at these ideas and see if any would work for you and apply some thought process to that. And so this is a little bit beyond your typical make a list of everything you do and then find other people to do the stuff you don't really like to do. That is a very valid strategy particularly if you can find the right people who love doing the stuff that you don't love doing. It's a match made in heaven. However, there are some other things that you could think about as well. And number one, create a question diary. And that means every time someone comes to you and asks you a question on your team, make a note of it, write it down, and then write out the answer for that so that they can have access to it. And that is key too, is putting it in a place, all those answers where people recognize, hey, this is a resource, here it is, how to use it. Another one that's kind of interesting is on your website and maybe even in your phone queue, all those types of things. List your employees alphabetically as opposed to by title so that people may not necessarily always choose to go to you if you are the leader of the organization CEO to resolve a problem. Maybe there's another person with with the right title that can help them. And so by listing them alphabetically, you're kind of giving yourself another chance to get out of the loop on some of those questions. Number three, don't go to any client meetings alone. As you want to start to move yourself out of day-to-day client work, you would should start thinking about, well, how do I pass on trust, make sure that clients are aware of the capabilities of people on your team, and see how you trust them and get to know them. So there's that, you know, understanding and they know them. So there's that, that bridge of having to see someone or talk to someone they have never met before is kind of a, is erased. Four, Pretend you're going on paternity leave and do some testing. So if you were going to go on a parental leave, whether that's maternity or paternity, you would build out a list of here's what I do, here's how I do it, and uh, it allows you to kind of train people in behind you. Well, if you pretended you were going to do that, you could actually have almost a system where you pretend you're going away, but just go away for a couple of days, then come back and evaluate where were the gaps, 
fix the gaps, go away a little longer, etc. And this way you can start to really build out that confidence in your team that they can handle it while you're gone. Number five, communicate your company values. This is an interesting one that we probably only do maybe once a year at our strategic planning session or some kind of staff function. But I would like to say, encourage you to do it more often. Uh, a lot of times, some of the, we think people have heard us, but it, we need to say it so many times. And, and some of the counseling I've received is that say it until you're tired of saying it and then keep saying it because that's when people are actually almost trying to, starting to absorb it and really live it. And then once you've done that, demonstrate how decisions can be made when they're dealing with clients or bigger decisions that normally you would input on going forward, but you can kind of train them, hey, does it match this value? Does it match this value? Then I will support your decision as you do that. Number six, document your sales process. Now, we talked a bit about documenting process for that parental leave, but just focusing strictly on sales. This is where it gets interesting because a lot of times if we've been the salesperson for the organization, it's so natural to us sometimes, or, or the exact opposite. But if it's natural to you, how do you train others to actually be able to execute the same way you do? And that would be documenting the process. And maybe it's not, uh, maybe it's a set of questions, maybe it's a methodology, maybe it's a philosophy of I want them to feel like this and then I want them to feel like this and this is the solution. And so there's a number of different ways to approach sales, but having that documented, and then of course for your maternity leave, with paternity leave, you're gonna do the training. Number seven, limit complexity. This is key. If you can make it as simple, simple, simple as possible, then there's less chances that something will go wrong. So keeping complexity at bay, we have a natural tendency sometimes to want to make things more complex. It's just how our mind works. But if we can continue to strip away, strip away, and evaluate your processes at least once a year to make sure they're as simple as possible. Number eight, avoid customization. If you're on the sales call by yourself with a client and they ask for something special and you can do it, there's a very big tendency as the owner to go, for sure, we can do that for you. And then what that has done is trapped you in that situation if no one else in the organization is able to execute on that customization. So as much as possible, avoid customization, if not altogether. Number nine is design marketing funnels. Now, if you are uh, have a process, a solution, a service, a product that is amenable to marketing funnels, where you can automate and pull uh, prospects into the top of funnel and have a system and process that's automated to get them down into the client zone, that would be wonderful. It's not for everybody, but it can be great technology, especially if employed smartly and designed specifically for how you do business with your clients. It can make a big difference. Number 10, we've heard this before as business owners, and of course we all resist it for the longest of times, is niche down. The more you can niche down, 
the clearer your messaging becomes, the clearer that your processes and the journey that your customer is on becomes the same because it's the same type of client every time. Makes a huge difference. So selling less things to more clients through niching down can make a marvelous difference in the tap getting out of prison your business prison and finally this one's hard but it might be through the niching down and the marketing of the funnels and you know simplification is dropping those products and services that only you can deliver on and of course you're going to need a bigger team to actually be able to execute on that so it's it's probably more of an advanced uh, tactic to be able to get out of business prison but it's an idea to consider and so those are your top 11 ideas for breaking out of your business prison and again not all of them are applicable but if you even chose one to try my favorite one is to bring someone to all your meetings and transferring that credibility and trust to other people in your organization so that they can shine with the client as well as you do. And the real bottom line here today is, it is possible to escape that business prison you've built and you just have to figure out the tactics.